Welcome to the Deeper Dive podcast, where we dive deep into God's Word and discover together how to practically live as disciples of Jesus through the application of gospel truth. Welcome to the Deeper Dive. This is a production of Bethel Church, where we go deeper into one aspect of the previous week's message. So welcome, you guys. I got all three pastors here. Why don't we just go around the horn again? It's been a while since we've done that. My name is Adam Phillips, campus pastor in Pasco, Washington, the greatest of the three wow. cities, is what wow. I meant, of the Tri-Cities. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, this is Jason, and uh, I serve primarily out of our Bethel Richland campus, but working with uh, all of these yahoos. So. Uh, Brooks August, uh, working in Prosser, Washington, the happiest of all camp- campuses. I'm at... Of the cities, by the way, not the campuses. Oh, okay. Pasco is, I mean, I, I yeah. So what I noticed is you you guys kind of gravitated a little bit toward like uh, some kind of an adjective that described like your, your campus or your town or whatever, right? So yeah. Let's say bit of, shall we say, an identity, which is exactly Ooh. where you guys are going to be, you guys have been preaching here last week. Um, you talked about the image of God, the imago Dei, Latin for the image of God, and you guys all preached on identity, right? All right. One of the ways we usually a lot of a lot of times we'll start off with this. We'll start off with you know ask you guys a question about yourself. Well, if we're going to look at identity, if you could at this point in your lives, all right, at this point in your lives, give me give me two words that describe your identity. Who are you? Just two words right now. That's all you get. That's all you get. Mm. Could it be a hyphenated word? It could be a hyphenated mm. word. I'll yeah. I'll take it. Okay. All right. Yeah. I would say Christ follower. That was the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. And. Husband slash father. <laughs> can I say the same thing? Can I? Can I the bar was set pretty high. It's all yeah, downhill can I, from can there. I duplicate. Uh, yeah, that? you're going to Christ follower, husband slash father, to child of God, as long father as husband in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, those are good. What about you, Dave? So I, yeah, yeah, mine is. Oh my gosh, you guys have put so it right glad back you guys on asked. me. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, yeah, I would say Christ follower. I like you that. And I would say church developer. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. That's good. I think at this point in my life, that's what I care about. I care about developing our church, developing our people. Mm-hmm. And you're doing so, a great job at it. Too, well, thank you way. very much. I appreciate yeah. it. All right, let's come at it from a different, uh, different angle. We're kind of on the whole, uh, the whole notion of identity, right? Identity is a big deal. It is a struggle. Mm-hmm. In fact, no matter what age you are at, uh, it just seems like we go through bouts, through times where we struggle with our identity. Um, all of us have lived in or at least been in some other cultures. Uh, we're certainly not the only ones that struggle with identity, right? From, it, from where you guys have been in other cultures, we get out of ourselves for a second. What have you seen about how personal identity is developed in some other cultures? Yeah, we were having a conversation actually this afternoon. Um, we're talking about different cultures, and uh, there are certainly cultures around the world that are more familial, um, more about community than I would say, uh, you know, North America is. Mm-hmm. So um, you think about, uh, for example, we have a we have a partner in Mexico. We actually have a team down there this past week. We have a team going next week with our young adults, um, but. Identity is formed in that local community, who who you're a son and daughter of, um, what it is that those folks do to contribute to that community. Um, be, I'd say it'd be very different than um, ways in which people are trying to form their identity or they come to the formation of their identity here. 
um, because you might be known as a son or a daughter of someone, but they would say, ah, I'm not my mom, you know, or I'm not my dad. And there might be some pride in that to say, I'm actually, yeah, they're my, you know, they're my bio mom or dad, but I am my own. Mm-hmm. And that I think that's a very Western North American kind of way of thinking about identity. Hmm. One of the things I saw in Latin America is people were so, like you were saying, Jason, so wedded to their families and really so wedded to their group hmm. that if you took them out of that group, they they had trouble functioning. Yeah. Right? Because they're, they're, literally their identity is not an individual. It's tied up with the group. Hmm. Like, and it just, it was... It was really freaky for me, right? Because mm-hmm. I am an American and we're just a lot more individualistic. And what's I got, you know, what's my identity got really to do with my family and stuff. But, you know, I could, I could just really feel that tremendous tie into the group. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, for, for like, for, there was for good and for, for mm-hmm. ill, right? Mm-hmm. Having been like lived in those other cultures and coming back with fresh eyes, have you been able to pinpoint why you think Americans are different? Like why why Americans generally maybe want to build their identity on something other than what you found in Latin America where you were, Jason? Like what is it about uh, yeah, us? Yeah, that's that's really good. I, like I wonder. Wow, this is this is this is not a great answer. But you look you, if you go back to some of our values, like even like the Protestant work ethic, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Which is a which is a great thing, and it's really helped build our country in many ways. Um, but you. So if you buy into that value, the harder you work, the better you kind of feel about yourself. But at the same time, you're just you're kind of eroding your yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're just like just because you work really hard and stuff doesn't mean you're actually building a good life. Mm-hmm. So I wonder I wonder if part of the answer is that that tremendous value for work, right? At at, at the individual level. There's probably some values there that we've tapped into that have led us down this path. Yeah. I, I, th- I don't, I might not be saying this 100% correct. I could just be totally off base, but I think if you look at the history of uh, uh, United States of America, like our actual country's history and how we came about to be a country, you'll notice a few things that I think still exist in our culture today. Um, this independence, right? How did our country come about? We, we claimed independence from another country, right? And we fought for that independence. We fought for that freedom. Um, I think there's still some of that, that, that kind of permeates into our, our culture today. Um, this, like you said, this, this work ethic, we had (laughs) our, the United States, they came over here and they, they created a society in a new, in a new land, um, that uh, was not, colonized at that, at that point. I think that's still, so I think there's some things there and you go into Latin America and, and it's very different. Their, their heritage is different. Um, with, uh, you look at their history. I, my, my, my personal history, right. Was, is with, uh, in Nicaragua, which is central America. And I mean, they had, they're, uh, very familial there, um, strong family ties. Um, and, uh, yeah, they just have a different, um, a different, cultural history. So I think that plays a lot into it in a way that I don't think actually many people take time to, they don't pause and think about. Mm-hmm. Why, 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 why do I have the values I have? Um, where did those come from? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a huge emphasis on self too. Yeah. Not to poke fun at our current culture, but I mean, the selfie is, is, a, is a deal, right? I mean, you've got, you've got people posting pictures. You might be standing in front of the Eiffel Tower and you've got this 
minuscule little fuzzy picture of the Eiffel Tower. And what's significant is you. That's a selfie, right? And you're drowning out these, whatever it is in the background, nature or this amazing, you know, construction or whatever it might be. I I think the selfie is a perfect example of the the day and age in which we live. There is a tremendous focus on self. Uh, To find yourself, to be yourself, an incredible focus on self-esteem. Um, and it's really interesting because tra- traditional cultures, like pre-20th century, um, to think too much of yourself, to think too highly of yourself, was actually an evil. Like, you know, the old, was it your hubris, right? Like mm-hmm. that pride, that arrogance, that was frowned upon. Mm-hmm. And it was it was really, I mean, um, you were supposed to deny yourself. You're, it wasn't about you, it was about the community and the larger whatever you were a part of. Um, and it seems like today, uh, and, and again, I'm, I think in particular in America and the Western part of the world, there's a tremendous emphasis on me. Yeah, yeah, okay. Hmm. Well, one of the things that you guys are trying to do is take us right back to how we were made, our purpose on this earth, um, and having and fi- actually finding our identity in the fact that we've been made in the image of God. So as we look down the road, here we've got another, I don't know, four or five weeks of you guys preaching on this topic, the Imago Dei. How, how do you want this teaching on the image of God to affect Bethelites, especially our personal identity, how, how we see themselves, and, and like our responsibility in the world? What's kind of the in, what's a little bit of the end game, at least as far as identity, in you guys' teaching on this subject? I mean, I think we can say that we want we want all of our folks at Bethel to to know themselves through the eyes of Christ and who they are and who we are, so that we have an ability to see ourselves correctly. Because I mean, we have we have competing images all the time of this is what it means to be a Christian or this is what it means to be a human, especially in our culture. So many competing idols of what your life needs to look like mm-hmm. to kind of ground us in our identity in Christ and for people to be able to see like, I am not the sum total of what the culture says I am or what I'm not mm-hmm. or what the mirror says I am or what Instagram says I am compared to my friends, but what Jesus says. And I think out of that, it's, it doesn't, we're not like a cul-de-sac where it just stays with us where we have a better self image of ourselves, but it actually, it compels us to go then view other people. Like I look at you guys and if I see my identity in Christ and I can see, your identity in Christ, and I can see even people who don't know Christ as potential people who can be united to Christ. It just changes not just our view of ourselves, but when once that happens, it changes our view of everything, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a multifunctional purpose, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the reality is, is that every single person that has ever lived has had an identity crisis. <laughs> they have been born into a, wor- a world that this world's storyline is... Um, it's not that creation story that we looked at a couple of weeks ago. They were born into a storyline of death and dignity and lost identity. Mm. Like our identity has been stolen as image bearers of God, although we are broken images. Every single person that has ever lived has experienced identity theft. <laughs> it is, we, we are not who we were created to be. Um, and what we've been talking about, laying the foundation of the Imago Dei, is hopefully helping people to understand and actually reclaim who they truly are. Mm-hmm. And that's, that starts uh, with the Imago Dei. There's this phrase that is <clears throat> being pushed around right now in uh, 
culture. Um, uh, that that uh, people want to live or find their authentic self. Have you guys heard that phrase? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I just want to live authentically. I want to find my authentic self. And you know, this really—that's what we're hoping. That, that actually is what we're hoping to uncover for believers is yeah. we actually want to find your authentic self in mm-hmm. the image of God. The, the issue is, is that um, what I think what our culture means by that is far from the image of God. They, mm-hmm. um, it is actually probably the opposite. You're actually creating an image of yourself. Uh, but that's, that's where it comes down to. Yeah. We actually want you to find your authentic self in God. So uh-huh. once we understand this, that we've been made in God's image, how how does the image of God then enable us to orient ourselves in the world? Because that's a, that's a part of an identity does right. right. You, you know who you are. Uh, you know you understand who others are. You understand like your purpose in the world, why you're there. What? How does it enable us to orient ourselves in in this world? <laughs> David, you were saying that I don't know if uh, most people have probably seen this movie, either the original or um, they just had a new version that came out on Disney Plus. Uh, but the Lion King yeah. is this wonderful picture of um, actually. I mean, it, it is. It, it's actually you can follow the storyline of Scripture in the story, right? Where there's this, there's this peace, and it's this, it's the Pride Lands, but it's mm-hmm. this garden. There's this tremendous fall as Mufasa dies. The sun runs off into the wilderness, and he's called back into his true identity. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, this is kind of goofy, you guys. Nobody's laughing at me. You can't see. <laughs> I this. love, I love the Lion it? King, man. But, um, <laughs> But like Rafiki, the monkey, he's kind of like the prophet, and he finds Rafiki. Simba, who's living really with his identity being lost. Mm-hmm. It was stolen by his uncle, and he calls him back, and he, you know, he's trying to remember who he is, and he says, "You, you're Mufasa's boy. Mm-hmm. You know, do you remember who your father is?" And then he tells him that he's the rightful king. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, Dave, to your question, that's a a long answer, but honestly, I think. In, in getting right who our father is, that mm-hmm. we we have a we have a father, we have a creator, we belong to someone. Um, I mean, that's where really it all begins. That we are, and that, that probably rubs people wrong in this day and age. But like, we have someone that, that created us, that loves us, that that holds us accountable mm-hmm. to what he has uh, created us for. Um, and I, I think it all starts there with with that relationship. Well, even on a human level. I mean, everybody wants to please their dad, right? Yeah. If you're halfway healthy, get a halfway functional family, you want to please your dad. It's just built into us. Yeah. I just wonder if the Lord did that, not only so things work in a family, but he's building us into it. It's deep inside of us. Really what we want to do is please our Heavenly Father. Right. So in the image of God, part of this whole thing is we are, we are to, you guys have been t- preaching this, right? We are to image him. We are to reflect him on this earth. Mm-hmm. We're to rule not just uh, for our own sake, we are to rule on behalf of God, to yeah. reveal his character, reveal his love, his holiness, his goodness, his caring about people, his care for the marginalized. You know, once you, once you begin to, you, to understand that, then it's yeah. not simply your purpose. It's, yeah. it's like, how do I live out my purpose of being what God yeah. wants, wants, how he wants me to image him in this world? Yeah, no, that's really good. It like, it catches us up into something bigger than ourselves where we're, we are understanding who we are in Christ and the uniqueness of how he's made us, but it's in this larger scheme of God and what he's doing. And then also with all the other image bearers, I was thinking of, did you listen to Fleet Foxes when you West side growing oh, up? Yeah. Okay. Fleet Foxes is a, what is a Seattle band. I love them. Um, 
the, gonna, it's, it's, it's a bunch of, I'm not going to sing it. They're a bunch of millennials, <laughs> right? And he, he writes this lyric that I didn't really understand at the time when it came out, probably a decade or more, but heard it recently and was like, oh man, that makes sense. And he's coming at this from like not a Christian perspective, but he says, and he's singing as a millennial too, I was raised up believing I was somehow unique. I mean, that's that was sort of the mantra as we were growing up of like, you are special, you are unique, no one's like you. Um, like a snowflake distinct among snowflakes, unique in each way you can see. And he says, and now for some thinking, I'd, I'd say I'd rather be a functioning cog in some great machinery serving something beyond me. Um, I don't know that anyone wants to say they want to be a functioning cog, mm-hmm. but he's getting this idea like, I don't want to be this unique thing where I'm living my own purpose out. I want to be a part of this greater cosmic machinery that's bigger and than me and serves something better than me. And that that resonates with me as like, as you're an image bearer, you you get to figure out who you are in Christ, but you are not serving yourself. Like you're mm-hmm. serving something so much better. Yeah. And you're doing it together, right? It's it's so much more and, purposeful. And as you do that, as you lose yourself in that, you become more human. Right. You're more of a human. You're less of a human. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that that lyric um, is like, if you find your authentic self, like I said earlier, it's in in Christ. That is, you get both and. Yeah. Like you're not completely. I don't know if a, a unique snowflake among snowflakes. I don't know, but <laughs> you do function in in something greater mm-hmm. and for someone greater. But you also function in a unique way right. for that for that that somebody. I, and I think you find both in finding yeah. in finding your 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 image in your creator. Mm-hmm. You, I think, you also find your purpose yeah. in the world. Right? It's it's it's, yeah. it's, it's an open circuit yeah. though. Like it's a closed circuit. If you're like, I'm unique. Look mm-hmm. how God's gifted me, and I can serve myself. And it all comes back to your own glory. But once you find Christ, it's like okay. How has he made me uniquely? Who am I? And then now it's it's an open circuit where it actually goes to something other than you, yeah. which is better. And you actually find more meaning and hope, I think, in that than it being sort of this self glorifying endeavor. There's something I I, I was I, remember, I just finished reading through Exodus, and I can't remember the name of the guy, but he he is uh, mentioned over and over and over. And he, he's the guy that built the he he built the yes. temple. Built, he Bel Belshazzar or Belshazzar, Belshazzar. Oh, something man. like that. But it, just, it struck me like, man, this guy's name, Adam, you're going to look it up? I'm going to look it up, okay. yeah. This guy's name is... I almost said Beelzebub, and I was like, well, that's <laughs> not it. Probably not. <laughs> His name is mentioned over and over and over again. See the guy Bez- the Bezalel. 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 Okay. So... Yeah, he he does the curtains, he does the he does the wood dowels, he does mm-hmm. the robes, he does everything. And I just thought, man, this guy's name is said over and over and over again. Why? Why why was why was this name in scripture over and again? He he had a unique ability. He he was specifically chosen to build and design the temple. Well, it was already designed to to craft the temple, right? Because he had a unique ability, whatever that was. I I just think that when you find your identity in your Creator, instead of the, all of the things that our world wants us to put our identity in, we also find our unique purpose for the Creator. And isn't it beautiful? This this man was using his gifts. Look what he was building, right? I mean, he's building a temple to to worship the Lord. Right? I guess the tabernacle would be the yeah at the time, yeah, yeah, the tabernacle. Yeah. But which is pretty cool in the New Testament describes us. As the temple and temple builders, I mean, and Peter and Revelation is like this people temple. Like Bezalel is kind of a prototype of what we are as Christians. Like whatever you're doing, like you are a house for the Lord. And when you come together, you are a temple that God is building for himself. All right. Well, any last words on identity and what, like what 
what you really hope happens in people's lives as as they've been listening to these messages. By the, by the way, I have I have heard you know just some really cool things about how people are just really once again really enjoying this series and how it's how it's touching them down deep. I was going to ask you guys another question. Like, try so thinking we've talked about the you know other cultures than American culture. What about in the Tri Cities and the Lower Valley where we we are at our own assumptions and values and idols? Like, is, can you guys think of? like a word for our own folks, like where, why this would be helpful to us and maybe where we need to grow in our own understanding of our identity. Yeah. So as a person who moved here um, about seven years ago, um, never lived in this part of, of the world. Um, it, I mean, you guys know this, but this is a fiercely independent, um, you know, kind of the end of the Oregon trail, um, man, we can we can take care of our of our own mm. um, kind of mentality that we have here, and it, it's not just in in everyday life; it spills over into into spiritual things as well. And so, I think that is um, that's unique to this area. It's something that I see as a as a resident of Prosser and you know living in the Lower Valley the last seven years, um, and and I think it's an opportunity um, really. Um, for, for us to speak into. I mean, Adam, your question is great because what we want to do is we, we do want to see where people's identity truly lies um, so that we know how to move them towards the, in the identity that they can find in Christ mm-hmm. alone. So that's, I don't know what you guys would say, but that's the first thing that came to my mind. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd echo that 100%. Um, yeah. So any... One of the things, once again, we've seen in this series is that anything you build your identity on outside of the image of God, outside of that is not God-centered, it leads us into idolatry, mm-hmm. and that those idols consume our lives. They suck the life right out of us. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 that's a great question, Adam. You know, so what, what is the spirit of the times you know, that we, we get caught up in, we find our identity in? If we, just, if we don't recognize that you know, and pivot and repent from there mm-hmm. and— and move toward the truth, it it, it will we'll be so frustrated, uh, you know, and we'll just uh, we'll be we'll be less than what we're supposed to be. We'll be like the opposite of uh, Bezalel. Right? <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week. Listen in next week as we continue to encourage each other to practically follow Jesus through the application of gospel truth. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so, because we'd love to continue to dive into God's Word with you. We'd also love to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you'll see all sorts of ways to connect, serve, and worship with our church body. Finally, please consider sharing this podcast with your friends by word of mouth or on social media. Have a blessed week.